This afternoon we'll be uh, moving to the next Brahma Vihara, the third Brahma Vihara, namely Mudita. And one way to translate this uh, word Mudita is appreciative joy. So I want to take some time to share a little bit about what appreciative joy, what it is and what it isn't, the importance of it in our practice, and then to uh, go over how we'll explore it uh, today together in the guided meditation. Appreciative joy is, is that experience where we can resonate with the joy of others. You know, something really good happens in uh, a friend's life, say. Maybe they get a new job or they're in a new relationship. And that's, it's that ability to be like, wow, I'm so happy that you're happy. And really feeling that, resonating with that. What we can also put into this category, even though it's not kind of in the commentaries uh, sometimes placed in this, is rejoicing in our own joy, which to me really is this place of where we find uh, the importance of gratitude on this path and this practice. So it will be another piece that we'll include of, of really being able to, to savor the joyful things in our life. And that's what we'll be doing is, is we'll be evoking um, you know, certain people and seeing if we can resonate with their joy, just as in the compassion practice, resonating with the suffering of others or our own suffering resonating with this. Now it's just this little bit of a different turn of the heart. And it's a really fun practice, I just want to say that. <laughs> I love what the Dalai Lama says about it. You know, when you practice mudita, you um, increase your odds of joy from one to seven billion. <laughs> That's really good odds. <laughs> I like that. So what isn't appreciative joy? And again, I uh, appreciate the kind of the, the classical uh, definition schema that you find in what's called the Vasudhi Magga, the, the, this, this commentary. It giving what the far enemy is, what's the, what's the opposite of appreciative joy? And the opposite of appreciative joy is envy. And I'm sure you know that feeling. It, it can, sometimes it, it can feel like you know, we're feeling like there's only so much happiness in the world, and if that person's happy, then that means that there's not enough for me. Or how much of our lives are situated around kind of a comparing or this competition that I feel good when other people are not doing as well, because in comparison, it feels like my life is going better. But then the opposite of that is that when, when their lives are going better, then I can feel bad. And that can be also the, the birth, the birth of envy. And appreciative joy can be such a powerful antidote for, for envy. And I, I remember working with an individual who specifically came to, to want to work with me solely because of the envy in their life. And... It was wonderful. They, we talked about this practice of appreciative joy. And I remember as the weeks and months went on, how transformative it was of it, how it opened his heart in these really profound ways of trying to meet some of these dynamics of envy that were happening in his life. And a beautiful thing to start to be able to, to feel the joy of others that we maybe in the past felt envious of.
And so when we get to the difficult person, which we'll do today, uh, what I mean by the difficult person, if you do have somebody who you have a sense of envy around, that's the time to explore that. And then the, the near enemy, the thing that we can get confused with appreciative joy, is this quality of exuberation, exuberance or exhilaration. And to me, it, just in terms of the practice of it, what I've noticed is that sometimes the, the feeling joy for others can get so intense. As you know, joy can really be, the, the, the heart actually needs a kind of capacity to be with joy. Sometimes we always think about uh, that we need a lot of capacity around suffering, which we do, but also a lot of capacity around joy. Sometimes when the heart can't feel a lot of suffering, it also can't feel a lot of joy. And so it's this capacity to be with joy. And, and I notice when, when, that, when the heart starts to feel joy that kind of goes over its capacity, it turns into a kind of grasping, like a wanting more or being lost in it, rather than just abiding in it, savoring the joy of, of another or the joy in our own lives. And, and I want to uh, point out how important this quality is in terms of this path. I mean, this path is about the end of suffering. It's about uh, freeing the heart in some manner. And it's interesting, the, the king of Kosala, who was a friend of the Buddha, once said to him, you know, it, it's just so interesting to me, this is what the king of Kosala said to the Buddha, you know, there's so many uh, ascetics and, and spiritual practitioners out there that look so glum, yet when I see your monastics, they have these, they're always so joyful and elated. They're jubilant and exultant, enjoying the spiritual life with faculties pleased. I love this, that, that they live with a heart or mind like that of a gazelle, which supposedly means there's a lightheartedness there. That's the direction of this path and this practice. And we can forget that just again, because there can be so much conditioning around getting obsessed with suffering. And yes, we're here to see the dynamic of suffering again and again and again. That's part of what we're doing here. This is a Buddha center. We love that kind of stuff. <laughs> but we can, we can forget how there can be an obsession around it. Actually, it's interesting. This is something that I think in the last 10, 20 years has really been called into question around the, the field of psychology and the importance of positive psychology because there's been so much pathologizing that's utilized in, um, in, in, in mental health circles. That the, that's always the question of, of what's wrong with you or what's wrong with that person. And it can be the particular lens that we take upon ourselves and others. It's so confining. It's amazing. And it's an art to find what's going well, where the joy is. It's a real art. I remember when I was getting my degree in counseling, I was doing my internship and I was working with this really this wonderful um, psychotherapist and it was in public mental health. And so I was doing, seeing some clients there of his and it was a tough circumstance. There was a lot of serious mental illness, you know, SMI kind of stuff. And it was 
uh, commingled with with uh, serious issues of poverty, you know, mixed around you know um, issues around race and education, and uh, so tough tough going sometimes of the issues that people were struggling with. And I remember each time uh, I finished and I would uh, consult with them, the first thing he would ask me is like, so what's going well for him? And I realized, wow, there was an art to that because it was so easy to find how their lives were falling apart. But the gift, the gift was to see what was going well because that was what, what was needed too. And I think that's why it's so important why we ask you in these reports to tell us also what's going well. So you're training the mind in that direction. So this too is a kind of training in that way. Not as a way to avoid suffering, but to expand the heart. So I, I think uh, what Mudita or Appreciative Joy has taught me is that, that this liberation, this taste of liberation, that this, what this path is about, this awakening a, a heart free of greed, hatred, and delusion, is that it is intimately intertwined with the lives of others. And this is what we learn in the Brahma Viharas, is to notice how to intertwine our hearts with the lives of others in a skillful way. And here is yet another place where we intertwine with the lives of others and with skill. So how are we going to do this today? So just a little bit about the uh, practicalities. Again, uh, it's utilizing a, a phrase, just one phrase. The phrase that, that I like to use is uh, when saying it to another um May your happiness and good fortune continue and increase. May your happiness and good fortune continue and increase. Or to say that to yourself, oh, may my happiness and good fortune continue and increase. May there be more of it. What a trip, huh? That we're going to be saying that. (laughs) What a cool thing. I love it. Other phrases that sometimes people use is it could be simpler like, I'm so happy that you're happy. That's really what it's boiled boiled down to. Or something shorter like, may your happiness and good fortune continue. Or may they never wane. Or just a sense of appreciation, appreciative joy. Oh, I appreciate your happiness. I appreciate the good fortune and joy in your life. So I'll be using that that phrase, may your happiness and good fortune continue and increase uh, most of the time, but feel free to change that in the way you need to. And then uh, just as we uh, start with different, uh, just in terms of this uh, commentarial way of of practicing the Brahma Viharas, you know, we start with different people depending upon the Brahma Vihara that we're doing. So, for example, you might have noticed, I don't know how you did the compassion practice, but often in the commentarial way, you start with the, the suffering other, the person who you know is suffering, where it's really easy for you to have that heart connection with, or with loving kindness, seeing the goodness in others, 
or when we get to equanimity, one way that equanimity is done is you actually start with the neutral person. To start with someone where there can be a kind of a stability in the mind as you turn the heart towards them. And in, the, in, in Appreciative Joy, we start with the person in your life that you know something's good is going in their life. That it's easy for you to, to connect with their joy. You know? Their health is getting better. What a sweet thing. They got that new job that they're so excited about. They lost that job that they hated and they feel so good. <laughs> You know, whatever it is, whatever kind of brings a smile to your face. And it could be something as simple, like, I think sometimes that's why we're pets, we're pets here can be so um, great. You know, when you have a dog and you're taking it out for a walk, just the idea of it going for a walk, your dog, and how excited they get. There's so much joy in your dog. They're wiggling around, wagging their tail, <laughs> jumping around. There it is. There's the joy. And really contacting that. So that can be another really wonderful place to contact appreciative joy. And then we'll go through, you know, uh, you know, some of the categories that are sometimes used. And again, with the quote-unquote enemy, again, maybe somebody that you have envy towards. Or it could be, if, if there's no one like that, so it's just someone you have a, a, a challenge around opening your heart towards them. And again, a reminder, this is a practice. So sometimes we feel appreciative joy and sometimes we don't. It's just, that's just the way it is. That's the practice of it. It's the, it's the intention, the willingness the, to place this intention again and again in an easeful way. Okay, in light of that, I invite you to begin to bring your attention inward and, and do make sure you're sitting in a comfortable position. So if it's a little bit uh, not so comfortable, feel free to like move to a chair or even lie down as long as you stay awake. And bringing the attention inward to simply feeling the body sitting. Allowing for a quality of relaxation. Possibly putting forth that intention, that simple intention, may the body relax.
I now invite you to bring your attention to your heart center. Simply feeling into the heart center right there where the sternum is. And if you want, you can put a hand there to allow you to, to contact that part of your experience. You don't have to, but it, sometimes it's a way of connecting with the heart center just at the beginning. Just simply notice how the heart center is right now. It might feel soft or open. It might feel tentative or shaky. It might feel calm or settled. However it feels, simply acknowledging that. I now invite you to bring to mind someone who you know has some joy in their life. Maybe it's someone who has a lot of joy in their life and has that kind of propensity in their personality. It could even be a pet cat or a pet dog that has that propensity. and bringing to mind a specific joy in their life. Maybe seeing that happy expression on their face, allowing it to bring a smile to your own face. And it's like allowing their joy to infuse your body, to soak in to all the pores of your body. Simply savoring the flavor of their joy as it comes into your field.
then you might want to utilize a phrase to further contact this joy, this appreciative joy. Maybe something like, may your happiness and good fortune continue and increase. May your happiness and good fortune continue and increase. Continuing with the phrase, continuing with bringing their joy to mind. I'm so happy that you're happy. May your happiness and good fortune continue and increase.
I now invite you to bring yourself to mind. What are some joys in your life right now? We live on such a beautiful planet. Whether it be the rainbow or the turkeys, simply being here. It's really this feeling of gratitude, allowing it to fill the heart. May my happiness and good fortune continue and increase. May it be so. Noticing what randomly comes up that brings joy into your life. Being grateful. May my happiness and good fortune continue and increase.
May my happiness and good fortune continue and increase. I now invite you to bring to mind a neutral person. And in particular, in the neutral person category, you might want to bring to mind someone here on retreat that you don't know so well. Maybe you've spotted them having some kind of joy, whether it be seeing the rainbow or watching the turkeys. We're getting a piece of that, what was it, lemon meringue pie. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) Can you resonate with their joy? I'm so happy that you're happy, allowing it to fill your body, imagining them with a smile on their face. Allowing it to bring a smile to your face. And again, may your happiness and good fortune continue and increase. May your happiness and good fortune continue and increase.
And if someone else on this retreat pops into your mind, maybe contact their joy, allowing it to fill your body, allowing it to put a smile on your face. I'm so happy that you're happy. May your happiness and good fortune continue and increase. I now invite you to bring to mind a difficult person in particular. Maybe there is someone that you have felt envy towards in the past. Maybe bringing them to mind. Or somebody who's just kind of difficult in your life. Would you be willing to bring them to mind and bringing to mind some kind of joy in their life. Something that brings them joy. It puts a smile on their face. And allowing it to fill your body, allowing it to put a smile on your face. May your happiness and good fortune continue and increase. May your happiness and good fortune continue and increase.
I'm so happy that you're happy. So a few things about uh, continuing with this. Just remember, you, I think as has been mentioned, just when we add a new Brahma Vihara, it doesn't mean that you need to change kind of the heart practice you're doing and do this um, uh, during your your uh, your retreat now. So if you know if you still have a connection with loving kindness, really feel free to stick with that. Or if you inf- feel inspired to do this, it's a, it's great to take a. Um, you know, a sitting period during, you know, each day and and practicing it. Sometimes I, I recommend it to people who uh, feel like when they, uh, if they do too much joy practice, they're going to avoid their suffering. I always think that's a really good <laughs> person to do the practice because sometimes that kind of attitude is, is more like, oh, I, I shouldn't be feeling joy so much. So it can be uh, really helpful in that sense. Okay, so at this point, uh, feel free to begin with the walking meditation or feel free to stay here uh, if you have any questions or comments about this uh, practice of appreciative joy. And what we'll do is we'll just wait a minute for those who would like to leave and, and stay in silence and then we'll have a chance to discuss this a little bit.